Please note, in this episode, we talk about endometriosis. Find helpful links in the show notes. Hi, I'm Lisa Kennedy, and you're listening to The Bra and the Brave. This podcast celebrates the creative and the courageous. I am fascinated by those who are talented, forward-thinking, and inquisitive. Sharing their stories, wisdom, and everything in between, The Bra and the Brave is about people and their passions. So on to today's episode. Are we recording? Can you see it's recording your side? It says recording. Amazing. We're like mic twins today. We're all ready to rock with it. With right. the mics. Well, you nearly didn't have a mic thanks to someone who we, a mutual friend that we have. A mutual nuisance, a pest. Honestly, yesterday he was like, oh, do you really need that mic? Can I give it to you in the morning? I was like, get your bum round here right now. Give it <laughs> Well, as we were just saying there, I am, first and foremost, I'm totally thrilled to be chatting this morning over the internet, albeit, but that is the joy, the joy of being snowed in. Hopefully not. <laughs> oh my goodness. I didn't know it was snowing until I checked Instagram and I was like, all right, okay, it's snowing. Open the window. Really, it's quite, it's, like, it's actually properly, yeah, it's ah, properly snowing. But yeah, I'm so thrilled to be joined by Katie G. Now, there's a list here journalist, radio presenter, podcaster, endometriosis. Oh, I knew I was going to get that <laughs> wrong. Endometriosis. That's terrible. Yes. UK ambassador, nonetheless. Well, it sounds very impressive when you say it like that, Lisa, but yeah. Well, it doesn't sound very impressive when I say it clearly. <laughs> should have practised that one. Do you know what? It always, that word, it trips everyone up. Just say endo. But yeah, Endometriosis UK ambassador now, which is cool. And um, yeah, it's been great to work with them and raise a little bit of awareness um, for this condition. So it's class. Absolutely. So on that note, without going too deep too soon, in terms of that ambassadorship, and your role as a journalist, radio presenter, podcaster, I'm sure that you then get a lot of opportunities to share your story, share other people's stories, communicate important messages. Is that just something that from a young age you like to do or was comfortable to do and, and that you were a confident communicator? Yeah, I've always known that communication was a strength of mine, but I think that you never really know how it's going to be received. So the the minute that I got my diagnosis um, of endometriosis, after like 10 years of painful periods and really, really struggling to the point where I had to drop out of uni because I actually couldn't walk, um, I decided to write, I contacted, I'd done work experience um, for the Herald because I was a student journalist. Um, and I reached out to one of the girls on the, on the kind of desk at the magazine and said, listen, I've had to postpone my study because I'm so ill with this. And it's a condition that affects one in 10 people assigned female at birth. And I've never heard of it, you know, and I'm well-educated, bright. I thought all this stuff about myself. I'd never heard the word and I had every single symptom in the book. So I contacted them and said, please, can I write something about this? Because I might never... In my mind, you know, catastrophizing at the time, I was like, I might never be qualified as a journalist, but I have a story to tell. Please let me write it from my perspective as someone going through the diagnosis. And, um, you know, thankfully, they said, well, blank, here's your deadline. Give us give us like a thousand words on this and see, we'll see what we think. Um, 
And that was the first time that I'd opened up about something that was really personal to me and an experience mm-hmm. that I was going through. Um, and it was quite a daunting prospect because <laughs> you're laying your kind of soul on the line. And actually, the headline was the one thing I didn't approve. And the headline on the front of the paper was, I'm 22 and I could lose the chance to be a mother. That was oh, the, what? Yeah, that was the headline that they went for. Um, you know, I know that now four years down the line, it's something that I will need to consider and, and work through if I want to do it. But I thought that was like, whoa. But and it's not, you know, the, the article was brilliant. But that's what I mean about your words being sort of taken out of context sometimes. And, you know, obviously that makes a good headline. And I'm so grateful for the story being printed. But this is what I mean. You you choose to communicate something in with, with your own words and, you know, with mm. all the the best faith in the fact that the people that kind of take that information are going to hear you and sometimes things do get lost in translation so I'm sort of passionate about telling my story raising awareness doing all that but I know that sometimes it can it can hurt when you see what people take from that yeah Yeah, because I think you know the joy of podcasting for me is that is that long formness it's not a a quick you know two-minute interview on the telly that you see with somebody it were the or the best bit you know is selected and 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 put forward and you know I think obviously you know I respect and I think there's a space for all types of journalism of Uh course there is but I think when you get the opportunity whether it is to be recorded or just in real life sit down with someone for a period you know a lengthy period of time enough for them to tell their story properly in their own words and and for that not to be edited and obviously this conversation between you and I is just today and if we had it tomorrow it would be different of course it would be but I think that's why I just like I really respect and I really honour like the people that come to do this podcast with me I massively appreciate it because you are telling your story you know and that's that's a huge deal and uh, do you think like your studies in journalism were the right kind of route for you in terms of like learning the business for want of a better word and also that that it is a really daunting prospect to be telling other people's stories and the fact that people are asking you to tell their stories or sometimes not I guess. Yeah I think that whether it's radio print whatever it is you know being tasked with the responsibility to get someone's point of view across and 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 do their story justice is always going to be um a complex issue and something that you want to treat really carefully because you know god forbid someone told your story and and, and got your voice wrong or, or or sort of said something that you would never say or made you feel it's happened to me because the second that the the kind of i'm in the menopause 22 thing happened um people did start lifting you know bits from different articles and kind of coming up with a hodgepodge and i was like this is my life and that's not my that's no um, you know, it, it happens. So I've seen kind of firsthand how things can grow arms and legs. Um, yeah, it, and the, the training is is crucial. In my role now, though, in radio, I it's commercial radio. It's I spend most of my day speaking about Little Mix and Taylor Swift, which is yes, fantastic, Lisa. It's the it's honestly it's such a gift of a job, and it's all the things that all the way through school and stuff you're told get that that get that out your brain. Like, come on. Like, where's Pythagoras' theorem in there? Why are you speaking about Perry Edwards having a baby? Now, <laughs> it's actually my job, so it's fantastic. So, You're like, I've been training for this my whole life, people. Come on, training for this from like primary six. But no, it, it you know it, it's bizarre. And um, so, I wouldn't say that I go in every day with that. You know, I don't 
use my shorthand book every day. I'm not sitting there thinking, okay, right, um, you know, looking at the Ofcom. Well, I am looking at the Ofcom code every day, everyone at work, don't worry. But, you know, I'm not doing the serious journalism every day. But during the pandemic, I interviewed Nicola Sturgeon, for example, on Capital, which has never happened before. It's not very on brand. But, you know, the nature of the world being upside down meant that that was an opportunity that we had, uh, we, we were given. Uh, Jason Leach, um, you know, lots of different like mental health campaigners and and people that would never have been on Capital. So I'm really grateful for the training then because, you know, had I not known how to navigate those interviews, they could have been really tone deaf, I think. <laughs> so I'm hoping that we did a good job. The training is one thing, but then the actual opportunity to do it in real life, like, you know, we were talking before we started recording and you're like, well, you made me feel so much more at ease in, in terms of like my technical setup for one. <laughs> and that, yeah, things do go wrong and it is live radio or that even if it's not particularly live, there's still an element of like bells and whistles. You're sitting at a like oh, yeah. <laughs> Starship Enterprise. How many things I've done wrong. And actually, I, you know, no one's grateful for a lockdown, but, you know, people kind of, try and find their little nuggets of, well, actually this good thing happened and, you know, I had time to reflect and take stock. People need to do that to survive it, right, basically. But um, when I went, <laughs> I got this job in the January and we went into lockdown in the March. So I am a solo drive time show and I live alone. So I was coming in to work to record a solo drive time show with a remote producer and go, I was basically spending every single day, every minute of the day, talking to myself, going <laughs> going nuts. Um, and so I'm sure the show on some days was quite colourful and interesting, but it was really tricky. The one good thing that came from it, though, was that technical aptitude improved massively because I was sort of sat there, just me in the desk, and I had to learn what all the buttons did and really up my skill set. And I suppose that if things had been normal and I'd been like darting about the town doing live events and doing outside broadcasts and things like that, I'm not convinced I would actually know how to put the news on. But now I do. <laughs> That's amazing. Gosh, yeah. I didn't realise like that transition, how quick it was in terms of your career into and into lockdown and on all that nonsense. Do you know what I mean? Because yeah, and when you were at school, then was that a clear pathway that? because you you alluded to maybe your dreams and aspirations that some people may have said, oh, maybe that's maybe you should think about something else, because that is a common theme on this yeah. podcast. A lot of people have, have stories from school where somebody said, well, maybe you should think of, like, plan B. Oh, yeah. Plan Oh, do you know what? Like, I always wanted to do presenting. I always knew I was a good talker, and I always knew that, like, that was probably the thing that was going to, that somehow was going to be involved in my job but Lisa I'm not being funny our mutual friend did you not get the hint I, I applied for musical theatre what are you on about I wanted to be on Broadway did you? right okay yeah so at school I was very much like I will be treading the boards you won't see me anywhere but a stage oh yeah and I did a few rounds of auditions and then you know did okay and got kind of told you know come back next year you're just a wee bit young and I am really grateful that I didn't because I think, you you know, with performing, you know, the people that are born to do this. And I think that what I'm doing is actually quite similar in the sense that I'm using all the same skill sets. But yes. I wasn't up for the grueling task of, of actually following through with it, although I loved like, you know, 
being in Miss Saigon when I was at school in the Average Art Centre. Do you know what I mean? But that's <laughs> that's maybe it. I love this. Yeah, so I ended up I ended up just going to uni because I wanted to go to uni. So I did English literature at Glasgow, and then through that, my final years, I was like confronted with the reality that you're either going to be an academic, really, or a teacher, or maybe something exceptional that I hadn't thought of. But that seemed to be what my friends were doing, um, and they're all brilliant at what they do now. But I didn't know where that went for me and I thought well I love writing so and I love talking so I should apply for something in journalism I think I'll go and apply for loads of internships and see what I get apply for an internship at Capital and then years and years of making tea and eventually getting overnight cover and then doing the journalism qualification alongside it here we are nobody said to me no you can't be a journalist no you can't be a radio presenter but they certainly said to me maybe not going to win a Tony which was sad Time for you yet? There's time for you. <laughs> what, is the, what is the equivalent in journalism? Because we don't uh, make that happen. I don't know. I don't know. I got a student journalism prize. Oh, I got my thirty under thirty this year, so maybe that's my Tony. Yes. But um, I don't know. But it was so funny because um, my producer the other day we were having a conversation, and he was like, "Would you ever do panto?" And I was like, "If you can make panto happen." I will, like, this is all I want to do. Come on, people, are you sleeping? I want to get a Cinderella in me before I'm a fairy godmother. Goodness sake, act quickly, everyone. Like, that's a no-brainer. Why is it, like, hello? Well, we're only, what, we're in February, so it's fine, we can make that happen for, what, November November rehearsals? No bother. I'm ringing up the kings after this, Colin. Excuse me. Get them to Excuse me. But it, it is that thing, like, you know, now you look back and you go, that was a, that was a pathway. That yeah. was the journey. That was a supposed to happen you know if that's what you believe in kind of thing um and, and no regrets because all of those skills that you enjoyed and you obviously honed performing as a young person you have you've totally brought them into your role now your career now and and no amount of studying is going to get you in front of that mic doing the actual job do you know what I mean it's got you've got to put those skills into practice those talents those na- natural abilities um yeah. also what you said about the kind of making the tea being in the background thing I don't think people are fully aware that that's a thing and that that is a journey and you don't always get skyrocketed from like nobody knows you to you're on the radio every day for sure um and I had an amazing mentor throughout it who gave me the opportunity to come in for the internship and then I bless him would just harass him every sort of few weeks and be like yes hi, um, any chance you need anything done at all, I'll be there. Um, and then, you know, the game did change for sure when I got serious enough to go and get myself qualified. And, and then it was, well, actually, I, I need to do some work experience for my course. So can I come in and do some social media stuff with you guys? Or maybe I could come in and do some, you know, some digital content, like maybe show me how to do the videos, show me how to, you know. And so it was, it was the same place. And I was doing other internships as well. But basically, I was like, I can do a few things here if you would like to give me <laughs> a chance. Yes. So, you know, and weirdly at that time, I think if they'd been like, would you like to work on a social media team? I'd have been like, yep. But just to get in the door as well, it didn't really, you know, I just wanted to be there. And the second I sat in on that live, that live breakfast show, um, it was sort of this dawning of realization thinking, okay, this is a viable career choice. I know that there's, you know, it's tough to, to break into, but. I can do this and I think if I just make sure that I am always on the periphery maybe someone might remember and give me a shot 
I love that that confidence, that self belief that you obviously had, and and just like a, a real obviously love and passion for the business, if you like, the industry. I mean, just wanting to be a part of it, yeah, and just wanting to to utilize that natural skill of just being able to communicate confidently. It's weird because I'm definitely not like confident. I'm not that, you know, that, and it, sometimes the, this is what you kind of said about like, if you're meant to be in that place and you'll, you'll kind of get there or, you know, kind of, if you want to call it fate, I don't know, but I, I'm not usually like that, which is interesting because I'm really not very good at being forthcoming with what I want, what I need out of any situation, I tend to bottle things up and keep them in and then kind of explode later in my own time, uh, usually in a bath of a glass of wine. But I don't, I'm not very good at saying, I actually think that you guys should take me seriously. I think I'm actually really good at this. And, and as we kind of progress through the job now, I know I've got it, but that imposter syndrome sort of stays with you. I don't really know what came over me in that moment, but I'm really glad that it did. Um, it's not my default setting. So it's kind of interesting when you look back at these moments in your life where, you know, you have been outspoken about what you want and you have kind of been your own advocate. And then you see... Like, why don't we do that all the time? I don't know. But I, it's 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 not normal to me to do, to behave like that. So that's but why. I think that's being a human. I think that, that has been yeah. a human. We are not consistent. No. <laughs> and we surprise ourselves in the, you know, the, in the opportune moments where it just feels the right thing to see or do. And then you go, who did I think I was? Oh, yeah. But it was obviously right for you in the moment. But I think, you know, what you're saying is that when you feel that feeling that you want to speak up for yourself, whether you are known as somebody who does that or somebody who would never do that, do it, do it, because it just yeah. might be that yeah. right chance that, and that person might be in the room that needs to hear it. Totally. And when you feel that wee burst of confidence, just let it, like, follow it through and see what happens. Because I don't think you ever regret asking for what you need. You know, you, you know, you're not gonna. The worst that happens is someone says, "Oh no, not not today," and then you kind of just dust yourself off and get on with it. But if you don't put it out there. I'm learning that and it's really hard because I just, I, I'm saying that out loud. I'm like, you'll do that once in a blue moon and then sometimes it'll pay off, but then you don't do it all the time. But I need to get better at just putting it out there and actually doing it. And I don't know whether now as well, like being a solo show and being like the only woman, <laughs> the only woman with a solo drive time show in the U, maybe in the UK. I mean, that's incredible. Yeah, it's it's mad, actually. Um, and kind of feeling, not feeling that, because I don't know, but I don't know, it's, it's, a, it's a unique situation and you want to make sure that you're always keeping everyone happy, ticking over, you know, doing well. Of course. Um, so it's interesting, I don't know whether that adds a little bit more pressure or not, but I do feel that sometimes. No, you're in the role that you're meant to be in that role. They wouldn't, nobody would just be giving you that because you're a nice person, do you know what I mean? Like, Obviously, it's great that you're a nice person, but you're extremely good at your job and you've worked extremely hard. And whether you had been skyrocketed or not is a different, but you you worked your way to yeah. that, that seat in front of the microphone and you take it seriously. Yeah, all of Taylor Swift's album releases, every single like bit of information about, you know, what Kardashian's doing, who honestly, that's my job. Ah, uh, but the, the thing is, that, that's that's culture and that's always been important. But I think in these days, like with social media and stuff, like, and because we've all been isolated for the last two years, like, what's going on in the world and how we communicate that to other people. And this, and also the escapism of popular culture, I think, should not be undervalued. Oh, I mean, think about the things that got you through 
the big lockdowns, obviously friends, um, conversations with your family, Zoom quizzes, Netflix is a huge portion of that. Radio is a huge portion of that. Strictly come dancing. Everyone, <laughs> that's what we, you know, totally. <laughs> there, there is, there is so much value in these things. Do you know what I mean? And and I really, honestly, don't think it's to underestimate. And everybody's got whatever age you are. You've always got your memories of being a young person. I think, like in terms of like popular culture and younger people, because like you're a lot younger than me, so I'm just thinking of you. Like the, these things are like synonymous with you growing up and you <laughs> forming the person you are. Do you know what I mean who's dating who? Like mm-hmm. what celebs up to this? Like what music you're into? Your music, you know, changing like your tastes. Like yeah. going to gigs, checking the charts, all of these things. Whatever age you are, like everybody's. That's important. That's like formative in terms of what's important to you. And uh, you know, I know that with our playlist, sometimes will be old older songs that will pop up, and you just are like, hang on a second, that song takes back to exactly that time. So ah. hopefully, oh, there's songs that remind me of the lockdown, which is just depressing. You know, sometimes you play songs and you're like, oh my gosh, blinded lights, no. <laughs> I don't want to see the dance. I don't want to hear it. <laughs> I don't. I don't. Stop it. <laughs> and I guess you've got to then have your finger on the pulse. There'll be things that in your own life that interest you. Like if you are a massive Taylor Swift fan, then you're like yeah. Belter, because I get to talk about Taylor Swift every day. But I guess you've got to be have your finger on the pulse of what is up and coming what is interest and what people are talking about like that's the role of a journalist I guess to know what's going on in the world it's good and and, and you know and it does give me an excuse to be like oh so I'm just checking out this, this TikTok video it's research so don't worry about it absolutely and, and the one thing I will say is all this stuff is a little bit like you know airy fairy good fun but and, and we need that and everybody needs that to switch off when they're I, I like to think when they're driving home about a little bit of nonsense chat and, and good fun time hi but the, the one thing as well that's come from the radio that I think is really cool that I want to speak about is the Young Scott podcast as well. It's weird to promote yes. on a podcast. But there's four, like, 16 to, well, actually all young Scots. But that's been really cool because we've been speaking to young people in Scotland about the issues that concern them and having conversations with, you know, whether it's Lawrence Cheney from Drag Race or whether it's um, Jason Leach, you know, about those concerns. And that's been really interesting as well because that's, directly speaking to young people about what they want and it reflects on the radio and it reflects in in this as well that's been really really fun as well and it's been a a nice challenge for me because it kind of takes me out of the pop culture bubble and a wee bit into more I don't want to say more like well more solid material things that actually you know it's good to ground me and actually be using those skills (laughs) Of course, yeah, yeah, because like as much as the Kardashians might be important to young people right now, also period poverty is really yes, important exactly. to young people. Exactly. Do you know what I mean? Like, and exactly. and and, and not, neither should be papooed, if you like. Oh yeah, you know no, I mean? exactly. And, and young people, I think in Scotland as well, we're like the most highly politicised generation from every, from the referendums and from you know going through Brexit and now my god like the things that it's so brilliant talking to these young people who I think all are going to go on to be you know incredible adults and already amazing kids so it's been yeah really- I'm really excited for the next generation because I just think of like so I work with young people I work in schools and stuff the confidence in their opinions like I don't I mean it may just be me that I'm talking about but I don't remember when growing up being that confident in what I knew and what I wanted and I just think young people are great these days they're much better at 
saying what's speaking about what's important. They have real formed arguments and concerns that they're willing to voice, and that most importantly, there are more spaces for that. And that is like so. I think about getting my young Scott card. We got a card. I never done anything with that. I don't know what that was about. But now when I look on Young Scots, like um, Instagram and stuff, like I share this stuff all the time. It's brilliant. Like see informing people, uh, empowering young people, like more of that. So yeah, like that role that you've got, you know, in terms of their podcast, that's wonderful that because young people need more information and, and more platforms to speak their truth. I share that stuff as well, because I think, well, that broke it down in a way that I understand it. You know, and yes. I don't know whether that makes me, I mean, I'm 26, like, should I not, should I have been reading a more highbrow definition? No, like, whatever you need to put out there that makes you understand it and, and learn from it, you know, better. And they are so, the resources are excellent. Um, and it's, yeah, it's a real privilege to work with them and just see, as you say, how impressive these young people are in Scotland. And it's, it's kind of like the majority that are impressive as well. Like, it's not just like the odd few, like, that, this is what I mean about this generation being so politicized and so engaged it, it is fantastic and I don't think I agree with you I don't think that I was anywhere near the same and you know um or maybe it was just the start of it like the first sort of referendum and things like that that we had I was in school and sort of started to pay attention to politics a wee bit more but the amount of stuff that these guys have like had to go through at such a young age well that's what I'm just thinking like the the the, bo- the, the birth of the internet alone do you know what I mean like and in, in social media as much as it's amazing uh, you know it's such a great connector of people and it's creative love social media can i talk about it enough but also there's the dark side of that and young people are grappling with that just now you know and the maturity that it requires i think because adults don't know how to deal with it sometimes do you know what i mean and we've done some really good discussions about um cyber security and, and bullying and things like that and you know it's just so much more insidious now that the way that people can you know i know it was msn messenger and stuff we still had that when i was at school and like people did they could find ways to contact you at home and stuff, but it, you could switch off a way, way more easier than, than they can now. I mean, it's just like, it's just everywhere. But yeah, so that's been, that's been really um, inspiring and insightful. Yeah, I guess it just must be really nice for you that you do, because of your role at Capital, that you are more visible then, you're more, you're out there and then these these opportunities do arise and then you have the, op- you, you, you have the chance to say yes and no to things that yeah. like make your soul sing. Totally. And I'm, I'm so grateful for it. And I do think that this last wee while, I mean, I'm really proud as well of the way that the, the role at Capital sort of had to evolve as well. It sort of like fits me down to the ground. You know, we're, we're talking about big issues in a, in a way that translates to young people or people that maybe don't think, uh, don't know, you know, maybe people who think, it's not really for them or it's not about them. You know, we've been able to tackle issues in a way that translates to a capital audience, which I'm really proud of. Um, I, I don't know. I, I just feel like I'm really chuffed with the way that the roles kind of naturally progressed. Um, and you're right. It does. I'm talking about things that make your soul sing. It, you, you feel like you're contributing something good as opposed to, you know, in amongst, in amongst the, the lighthearted uh, banter and good times to pepper in stuff that might make people sit up and think about a cause or an issue that they haven't thought about in a way that then you can slide into a Justin Bieber song. It's really, it's really quite something. That's a skill. That is a skill. But that's the really relatability of the job that you do and and you do so well that people can connect with you and relate to you 
so that then when you do bring up a more serious issue, then people are going to listen. Yeah. It's simple as that, you know, and I think that's the power of, for want of a better phrase, being famous or being a celebrity, you have the power to, to champion important issues. Yeah, I just don't think anyone can, actually, people people would like to, lots of people will say, oh, actually, I find it really interesting, because you wouldn't go up to, <laughs> you wouldn't go up to, um, like, any other person in any other job and say, oh, I don't, I don't, like, okay, so I'm in radio, so people come up to me all the time and say, oh, I don't listen to radio, who listens to radio? And I'll be like, mm, you don't go to a vet and say, I don't have a cat, you, what you do is stupid. Like, shut up. Um, so I think that at the start of the pandemic, people were like, not, not even to do with the pandemic, but people are just going that way. They're like, oh, I want to listen to Spotify, they do their own thing. The the power of local radio, the power of um, a voice that understands you speaking to you every day, talking about, you know, issues that are pertinent to you, has, it's just tenfold now, actually. So all those kind of people that say, you know, maybe it's not part of your daily routine. Maybe it should be, you know, because people get in a lot of comfort out of this. And my mum said to me, she's like, you're like Vera Lynn. And I was like, what? She's like, like in the war. When Vera Lynn came on the wireless, I was like, I don't think it's... Your mum is all of it. I love that. <laughs> love that. As somebody who has got a 1940s, 50s dance, <laughs> I'm all for that. I'm all for that link. I'm like, yes, yes, mum, Vera yeah, Lynn. That's what you're doing. You're, you're getting people through. Scotland's sweetheart. Listen, Katie, I can see it. This is going to go in the pantomime poster for sure. <laughs> Scotland's Vera Lynn. Um. <laughs> I love it. So I guess for people who love, like me, I'm saying people, me, basically, uh, a behind the scenes of a day in the life of mm. and you going into work and doing your job and, and all the other things that maybe people just don't realise that you have to do. Yeah. What does that look like? So now it's really exciting. We're starting to get more opportunities to do live events to plan exciting and um, you know competitions with listeners which involve you know not being stuck in a studio by myself which is awesome so every day is starting to look a little bit different which is really nice because for a long time you sort of you settle into a routine where you go in maybe lunchtime have a meeting on zoom and then end up you know sat in a in a small glass box for three hours talking to yourself which is what I do and that's fine but now there's there's more people kicking about, and you know that way that ideas don't. We weren't giving ourselves a chance to come up with any sort of original content in a in a sense because there was no way for the ideas to generate because we weren't speaking to anyone. Certainly, I was you know coming in on my Todd looking through like for my sins the Daily Mail you know trying to find a story about what someone's worn that's relatively interesting or you know someone you know some celebrity doing something or dear Deirdre. And so now um, it's a lot better. So I sort of spend the morning looking for content in whatever way I can find it. And sometimes that's by going out and doing things, talking to people, just having a nice morning to yourself. And you come in, say, like, if I, because now I'm a fitness guru, hardly, but if I go to the gym later and I'm like in agony, there you go, that's content. I've given you that. Yeah. Um, but uh, then I'll go into the show, we'll have a big meeting, sometimes with, well, with my producer and then sometimes with sales talking about big ideas that they've got going on, different partnerships that might come, trying to kind of sound out any um, potential for capital to be at an event or to have a capital presence or to um, do something for the listener. That's We've got a big partnership with the Hydro and you know, trying to work out what gigs appeal to our listeners and how we can get them in for upgrades and how we can do things like that. So that's all really good fun because it's just coming up with competition mechanics that are always a good laugh. 
Um, we're doing a thing now called Katie Oki, which is hilarious because yes. I singing in there. So we'll do kind of finish the lyric with listeners and then they can win tickets to Anne-Marie, Dua Lipa, whatever it might be, which is good fun. Love that. Love that. Yeah. Uh, and then the show is four till seven. So um, basically once prep's done, it's a very intense few hours. You can't really like think about anything else. Uh, during that time it's very focused and it's very fun and I spend you know and the content will come naturally and a lot of it is just enthusiasm and good times but it is it's high energy and see for someone with a chronic illness sometimes you're a bit like oh I've got my hot water bottle in there but I do I love it so much it's it's so much fun and when you get interaction from a listener when you give someone a water cash or you give them tickets or something you're never gonna you know that that rubs off on you on your kind of soul and makes you feel so much better and it's just it's a lovely lovely job and a lovely experience uh, so yeah and it's just getting more exciting as I say as the world opens up and we are able to you know give back to the listeners that have tuned in every day through a really hard time that is so cool and yeah for you I guess because you are communicating to hundreds of thousands of people every day then that interaction is that payback when you do get more opportunities yeah. to like meet yeah. people and speak to people and yeah for yeah sure. we um we did a we hosted a gig with KSI at King's Huts a little while ago one of the first things out of um you know one of the first gigs back and we got I think about six listeners in over the week um and it was really lovely when people came up at the end and said oh thank you so much like I've been listening to sort of say like share their stories about the show getting them through and it was quite overwhelming actually because you're sort of sitting there going you don't actually realize that you're that people are hearing you and I think that's good actually as well because if you were to dwell on the fact that the things that I've said if I was to dwell on the fact that people heard that no (laughs) and sometimes people will like shock you and say what were you saying the other day like are you all right and you're like, I, don't, I don't even know what I say. Let's not talk about it. That's so interesting because doing this podcast, I always say to everyone, and I genuinely mean it, if no one was listening, I, I would still do this because yeah. I just love talking to people and I love hearing their story. But, yeah, it, it, it's one of those things where someone has been, oh, I was listening to that episode, or they'll send you a wee message or something. Actually, I keep, I've told this story about 14 times because it's only happened to me once and I was so excited. Uh, I was in a cafe and this man just kind of sat beside me and said, excuse me, um, just to say, I listened to your podcast. I mean, I made my day. Like, oh, actually God. made my day. And the yeah, person that I was with was like pure hyping it. They were like, you've been spotted. That's and so I was like, good. I know. But it was just so lovely. And, I, you know, it's just, if you are somebody who enjoys communicating with other people and you realise that it's had some sort of positive impact that, you have taken somebody out of their bad day for 10 minutes like that is that is a skill and a joy but it is also a privilege and it's clear that you love that and you don't take that for granted that is just such a gift I don't get recognized ever but that's because I I think that's maybe radio but it's it's so it's so amazing when people do say it's just gratifying and you and you are right it is a privilege It's, it's a massive privilege to be able to to kind of switch on that mic and, and, and speak to someone in a way that podcasts and radio, you know, it feels direct. It feels like you are, you have their ear for a minute. And, you know, that's just amazing. It's class. Um, 
sometimes my friends will message me though and be like, sorry, I haven't spoken to you in a month, but I've like spoken to you every day. <laughs> I, <don't know. laughs> I love it. Like, I heard you gave me a shout out today that I didn't ask for. That's weird. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> it's your birthday. That's ideal if you're getting shout out from your pal. <laughs> I was just thinking about like, I guess people, it's social media, isn't it? You, it's a highlight reel a lot of the time. I, I guess people will see your social media and think it's like all glamour and, you know, Katie gets to go to events and I know obviously events are just happening now yeah, and Katie yeah. gets to meet these, maybe speak to celebrities. And, but it, there is that side of it. There is that exciting yeah. side of it. And then there's also the hard work, like you're saying, it's that intense, focused, I'm sitting and yeah. if I'm having a bad day, I can't really be off. It's that performance mode. Yeah, totally. Totally. That's, pure musical musical theatre kid coming through like honestly oh yeah it really is though yeah I'm sitting there hot water bottle sometimes like um well actually you know I just came off the menopause which is not a thing that people do um and I had been on a course of I've done it twice in a course of menopause injections for nine months um for my endometriosis and I just came off my second go at it about a month ago uh, it's a gradual thing and basically it's like gradually all your hormones switch on because they've been dormant for nine months and if you can imagine what that does to your brain <laughs> and your body so the fit like the physical and emotional toll was quite challenging to get through and then be happy-go-lucky for three hours straight whilst trying to maintain a relationship whilst trying to maintain friendships and kind of not feel like you've totally lost yourself so, you know, we all have our own our challenges and, 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 you know, when you're sat in front of a microphone, you have to kind of form. Sometimes it, it feels impossible, but yeah, I don't know, but you just get through it, don't you? And then, and then you pinch yourself later on when you think, God, I'm so lucky that I'm able to go through that and work and, you know, be able to kind of pull that off. That, that's class. And you can pat yourself on the back later, but in the moment you're just getting through it. And you're like... To survival mode. Yeah. Yeah, because you are grappling with such an awful condition. I mean, the, the little that I know about it, I mean, I've obviously listened, I was listening to your podcast before we started speaking and I was keen to speak to you about it and obviously I'll cage it with you beforehand okay. because um, what you are going through and have gone through is huge at any age, but also the fact that you've taken your experience and, and how you're living it now and you're sharing it with other people to inform, to to make other people feel less alone. I think it's so impressive. You must have had so many messages from people who are just so thankful that you're doing what you're doing with your podcast, Overreacting, and all the work, you know, Young Scott and, and bringing these issues that people are dealing with that yeah. a lot of people just don't know anything about. I think, thank you. But I think the thing that's the message you do get messages, and you're sort of like, oh my gosh, it's just so soul destroying that you see people in the same situations yeah. who have been given terrible advice, who have been told, you know, who have suppressed what is a real medical condition for you because they thought they were being, you know, a drama queen or being like, you know, nobody should be waking up in hospital waiting rooms when they're on their period. Nobody should be taking having to take weeks off work because they can't walk like what like you know that's got you know, if it was any other symptom it would be taken seriously you know this is destroying people's lives because they're not getting access to the, the appropriate care because what it's underfunded under research because it's women's pain I mean what in 10 what in ten, I mean that figure alone when I heard that on your podcast I was like whoa stop the bus like 
why is this not spoken about more then? That's a lot of people suffering. Yeah, who maybe don't realise that they, you know, who think that they just need to suck it up and get on with it because everyone else can deal with it. So, you know, what makes them so, you know, the, 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 the psychology behind what you will say to yourself to just get through it is is mad. And then you sort of praise yourself for your resilience, but sometimes you have to put your hands up and say, do you know what, something's up here, like I do actually need some support. But that in itself is, is often a fight with this condition to get people to listen to you and, and take you seriously because they will just say, ah, oh, you know, it's pure pains. Take take a take a paracetamol or, or worse. Like I've I spoke to a woman recently who told me that because um, one of the symptoms you can get like pain, sex can be really painful, for example. And a doctor told her to just have a bottle of wine for. I'm sorry. Yeah, knock yourself out basically to get on with it. Wow. What is wrong with you? She probably has endometriosis on her cervix and probably needs an operation. And you're just like, nah. It's unbelievable. Oh. You, know, you wouldn't believe the messages that I get from women um, saying you know, these ridiculous things that have been said to them and continue to be uh, by medical professionals. And you just, you, you know, that's why the, the awareness thing is so crucial. But also once people have their diagnosis, they need appropriate support because, you know, it's all very well telling someone, oh, all your organs are fused together by this terrible disease, but we can't do anything about it. So sorry. Yeah, and not to glamorise or not to say that, you know, speaking about your experience is a strength and if you don't speak about your experience, you're weak because that's not the message that I would ever want to portray. But I think if you want to and you are able to, then people should because there should be that space for it so that then other people when they are ready to, if they're ever ready to speak about it, and I don't mean publicly, I just mean to other people who are suffering from the same thing or going to their doctor or whatever that looks like for them, that that, that sparks that, you know, that confidence or whatever you need to, yeah. to speak your truth and, and say, this is what I'm, I'm going through. Do you think in creating your podcast and speaking about it more and writing about it more, that it has been like a release for you? Definitely. Um, it was key well at the time as I said when I reached out and wrote that article it I needed to do it because I felt oh, I don't know again this is like this weird pressure that we put on ourselves but I felt like I was useless because I'd had to stop everything everything in my life had stopped the only thing I had control over was making sure that people knew that this was a real thing that it was out there and I, I couldn't get my head around the fact that I didn't know about it before before it happened to me and that was that was the key thing and then I had a couple of years where I didn't want to speak about it at all as well, so I empathise with that situation because I was sort of determined not to be that like sick person because I had just got my all my you know I got back to uni I'd got a job at Capital and I was doing well but then unfortunately sometimes you know you're living with a chronic pain condition it's sometimes just like you you can't forget about it you know it mm-hmm. creeps up on you and it and it comes back and and I think that now I'm in a, a better place with it where I people ask me a lot to speak about it. Um, and I take on the opportunities that feel right at the time. But I, recently, and, and it's not, I totally get it because I've asked people for things before, you know, when you're working on a story. But someone reached out, like, uh, they just asked me, to get, do I have any pictures of myself in a hospital, pictures of myself, you know, on the floor in pain, picture, you know. And I was just like, why would I, like, what? No. Like, why would I take a picture when I'm in a hospital? waiting room I have one after my operation that I sent to my mom I think it's on snapchat or something it's like really weird but I have one that felt right at the time for me but I don't have 
a catalogue of images of me in 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 stuff like when I'm suffering. So because I'm no. not doing it to be a, like that's not my thought process when I'm going through it. But yeah, hold hold the pain. Let's get the camera yeah, out. So that's not me. And I, I share where I this is what I've learned. I share what and when when I feel comfortable and when it feels right. And and you don't need. I think I've I've lost myself a little bit when I thought that all I had to offer was talking about being sick. Whereas now it's talking about okay, appropriate pathways that you can reach out to uh, for care, working with Endo UK to raise awareness, hopefully going into schools and, and not scaring wee girls, but saying, listen, I've been through the trenches with this for 10 years. Like if you can go and get seen now, you you're you will be in so much better position than I am and you won't have to worry about half the things I have to worry about because, you know, if I caught this 10 years ago, then I, you know, I wouldn't be in such a mess, basically. So that's, but but it's it's learning where to draw those boundaries for yourself course yeah that's that's so important you you have to come first and foremost as much as you want to spread that awareness and support yeah. other people you can't do that if you're not in a you know in a position where you feel strong enough to do that and that you feel okay in yourself because that's why I asked you first because totally. I just assume that because you're on the radio and because you know that you speak about it you spoke about it yesterday that you'd want to speak about it today because it's a lived experience um so I, I massively appreciate it like you, you're speaking about it in this moment and of course I'll share all the links anything that you think is important that should be in the show notes because um and I'm certainly going to clue myself up more now that um I've been made aware of how many people are going through it that's the thing I mean like so many people that we know I think think about it this is why I've been because of conversations I've had with the charity I've been thinking about mm. schools and I'm thinking about a classroom say there's like 30 kids in a class well like say they were all girls just for the sake of argument, that's like at least three, you know, that's, that's a, it's quite, a, it's a high percentage and, and people just don't talk about it. And also you're not even talking about other, like people, PCOS, for example, people have lot, lots of different things going on that we just, we just don't talk about. My best friend has psoriasis and she does a lot of <sighs> kind of posts about that online and stuff. And um, yeah, I think again, for her, it was that taking back, power as well and sharing your story that really like helps you to just own that because I, I guess having a condition can very much feel like it's not your choice and you're powerless in terms of what you can do about that but like you're saying it's informing people of the help that's out there and the the treatments that could be available or just information about there are different symptoms and different people have different ways it's not one thing yeah totally and I think it's another condition that psoriasis is another condition that people don't understand. They think, oh, you've, just, you've got a wee rash or something. What's that? It's like it's a chronic pain condition that like seeps into your bones. Like it's agony for people suffering. I don't understand. Like, you know, and people just, and, and, and it's fine. You know, people do have their blinkers on. They care about what they care about and what's in, what happens in their life. And the second someone in their life had any of the things, I'm sure that they would wise up and, and learn about it. We can't be expected to all have a medical degree and, a, and know exactly what everything is. But, but maintaining the curiosity and, and getting people to to ask the questions who wouldn't normally ask them, it, you know, if, if I if if I can do that, then that, that's that's a big win. That's why I I want to do this podcast because if the you know, it's, it's it's sharing other people's experience so that you can connect and you realise that yeah, as humans we can be all the same in so many ways, but some people are, their lived experience is completely different to you, and there's something to be learned in in that. So. Yeah, just that. Thank you for sharing your experience, and I, I've done that very thing. Like now I've spoken to you, and I knew you were coming on the podcast. I'm that person who's going. You don't know enough. Go and 
Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> get educated. Go and learn something new. Ah, <laughs> and I think that's, you're right, that's okay because you can't know everything, but no, you, you've you definitely sparked my interest and my want to be supportive yeah. of, of people but, who are going through that. So thank you. Oh, no, thank you. If you're, and if you're working with young people as well, it's just another, like, you know, it's it's just great to know that someone who is out there and can say, oh, you thought, do you think it might be like have a look at this that that's that's class that's so so good so no I'm delighted and thank you for letting me share not at all pleasure I feel I could speak to you for hours but I'm aware that you are a busy person um <laughs> you'll be on the radio later today this is the thing I will like. be I will be um I don't know what I'm going to talk about today I have been known to speak about periods on the radio and um, to mix but I don't really care if you're going to turn no, off no. about periods on the radio then keep talking yep Absolutely. Mine started just before I came on here. Well, there you go. See, that's yeah, that's literally that's just before I came into the record, I was like, oh, yeah, who's <laughs> expecting you? <laughs> yeah, it's like, oh, I know we're going to be having a, a chat about this stuff. So here we go. In, in terms of moving forward in your life and your career, are there things that are coming imminently that you're excited about? Is there things in your sites that you would like to go after? What can you share? Well, capital is as I say, becoming a wee bit more exciting because there's lots, it's always been exciting. Don't get me wrong, it's like a dream job. But there's more opportunities to get out there, as I say, and speak to listeners. So that's all very, very cool. And I'm, I'm really chuffed with that. And in terms of my health and stuff, I'm, I've got, I need to have an operation this year, which is a big thing to think about. So I'm sort of just taking every day as it comes and enjoying, enjoying having this job you know, actually getting out there and really embracing the role. So that's my plan for this year is to seize every opportunity that I can. Considering the fact that I definitely am not at peak health right now, but I have signed up to F45, so I'm doing that on Friday. So, I mean, that's probably going to kill me. Um, Oh, my word. So just trying to get myself in, in a better, healthier position and enjoy the kind of the what it should have been from the beginning, I suppose, and embrace that. So that's where I'm at. You deserve that. Thank you. Everyone's focus right now should just be enjoying life again and taking, you know, really, really getting to appreciate it because we've been deprived for so long. And that's, that is my focus, just finding kind of joy in, in what is somewhat close to normal life. So, yeah, that's the plan. Sounds like a plan. Sounds like a plan. Before you go, can I trouble you to answer some of my hingamajig questions? Oh, please. These are randoms that I select from every episode. Um, so, I'm going for a classic. It's not been asked in a while. Desert island meal. So, if you knew you were going on to a desert island, so you had your like meal to have before you went, what would you have? Oh, my gosh. So, this is, wait, this is before you go? Before you go. So, you can go all out because you know you're going to be like on the desert yeah. island. Oh, yes, yeah, so it's okay, so it can be as many calories as you like. Oh, I, why then? I think, actually, I would probably, I'll, I'll be in an island, so I'll be, I'll be all the natural, you know, I'll, I'd go for something that's full of additives and full of all the kind of, the highs that I'll miss. So I think I would just go like a big Chinese. That's nice. what I would do. I would properly pig out and I'd hope that the morning before I got, to go they would let me like have some leftovers in the morning so that I could really experience the full thing all the all the bad stuff that's what I want nice balance like you say you're going to go on that island and be eating fruit so <laughs> yeah 
And I, exactly, it'll be a detox. So I need something to get out of my system. Katie, if you knew you could not fail, what would you do? If I knew I couldn't fail, what would I do? Oh my goodness. <laughs> Excuse me, Broadway, dream is not dead. <laughs> what show would you do? Um, at the minute, what show would I do? Okay, um, well, I love Beautiful, the Carol King musical, and I also love everything that she's ever in, so Jesse Mueller, so I would probably, Waitress maybe? I think that would be fun. I, I'm going to go with Waitress just now. And then obviously would be scooped up by every other production going because they would see me and they'd be like, there we go. Alphabet. Obviously. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, obviously. I'm turning 40 in September, so my goal is Hamilton. I want to go and see Hamilton. Oh, it's so good. It's have so you good. seen it? I have, yeah. It's unbelievable. Oh, you'll love it. And actually the choreography in Hamilton with the moving set and everything. Oh, you'll just love it. I did watch it on Disney Plus, but it's not the same. I need to see it live. It needs to happen, people. Yeah. I mean, although it's great. Actually, Lin-Manuel Miranda is obviously phenomenal, but I love that he just puts himself in everything. It's quite good seeing a Hamilton that you... No no shade to Lin-Manuel, but like a Hamilton that actually fits the... Like (laughs) like a Hamilton you can like really fancy. It's important. You spoke about working out earlier on. Have you got a workout anthem? It's important that you understand that this is like so brand new. I I absolutely. People actually thought that I was trying to get out of PE with my endo stuff when I was at school. And I kind of was. I hate to be that person, but I really hate physical activity. But my body is broken. So I am trying really hard to get back to some strengths. Mainly yoga at the minute. Lovely. And then, as I say, I'm starting this boot camp in hell. Um, but I, the, the, my yoga teacher always plays Taylor Swift, so I really am on board. Although people Do expect- you like Taylor Swift, Katie? I'm not sure I've clarified that. I can't help it. But I was in her class the other day, and you know what people would expect your workout anthem to be like? If it was a Swifty song, it would be something high energy. It would be like a, like a shake it off or something, or me, or... It's Exile featuring Bonnie Iver. So that's my workout song. It's like a slow death march. And it's perfect for my ability. <laughs> You're like, this is how I feel about exercise. Yeah. I'm yeah. doing it. I'm doing yeah, exactly. it. And it, I mean, any, if your workout song is Bonnie Iver, you're not going fast. And that's okay. <laughs> Listen, it's all good. You just, you're doing it just the same. Well, all the best with this boot camp. I'm... Oh my gosh, don't. I hope you're okay. I don't really know what possessed me, but I think that maybe that's one of those things where you're like, just go for it. If I do it once a week and survive, then that might be good. Can you handle two more? Okay. This will be tough, maybe. Okay. Best day ever at Capital. Career-wise, it was when we had Nicola Sturgeon on. I know that's not the most exciting answer in the world. but that was we exciting, our, yeah. We did an hour-long interview with Nicola Sturgeon and that was career-wise like the peak. It, for me, it was it was huge, but to be honest, um, the capital experience really is the Jingle Bell Ball. So although I got COVID at the Jingle Bell Ball, <laughs> oh no! In the moment before I knew I had a viral plague, amazing. Just being I- in the O2 Arena and like seeing all the artists that you spend every day talking about, like having listeners all around you, having the time of their lives. 
and that's when you're like this is what this brand represents and this is so cool and we are like within touching distance of the biggest stars in the world so between Nicola Sturgeon and the Jingle Bell Ball did I see you were um, on stage at the Hydro oh yeah I (laughs) just forgot about that one I yeah I'm a DJ sorry I didn't I'm not very good but I honestly they were like Katie you need to live DJ set to support JLS at the Hydro and I was like right can we give me a crash course, please? <laughs> so, yeah, somehow that happened. Um, I supported JLS on the first night of their tour. That is so cool. <laughs> it's just mental. How is that thing? So it was really good fun. And it was one of those one moments where, you again, you're sort of like, this might never happen again. I've just got to enjoy it, put on a sparkly dress and pretend I know what I'm doing. And just hopefully people will believe me that I know what I'm doing and I can just play some tunes that you know will go down with a Glasgow audience, just like big high energy stuff, and then yeah, support JLS at the Hydro. What the heck? So that's uh, maybe that's up there. In fact, it definitely is. I just forgot. <laughs> you just forgot about that one. Yeah, <laughs> I told you it was going to be tough. There were too many, too many to select from. And the question that I ask everyone in the podcast because it's called the Brown the Brave is: What is your favourite Scots word or phrase? My favourite word is probably it's not a positive one though I just really like the word dream <laughs> it does come up a lot and also actually I was home in Aberdeen um over the weekend and my uncle George said to me oh come here I'll give you a bosie and no one says bosie in Glasgow just meaning a cuddle and I was like that made me feel really nice and warm inside because we've not been able to cuddle for ages so I was like yes I will give you a bosie and that was really nice so between Dreek, because it's always Dreek and it's just fun to say, and Bozy, because we're all in need of a big hug, I think. But I don't think Bozy's been said on the podcast. And that's like 170 odd episodes. So There we go. You're, you're in the Hall of Fame. Bit adoric for you today. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Katie, this has been a joy and a privilege. Thank you so much. I feel like I could speak to you for another hour, but I'm going to let you go and do your yoga. <laughs> to some bon iver. You're an absolute star. Um, I'm totally rooting for the Panto gig. I'm there. I'm front row. I'm supporting you. I can see it. I can see it. Whatever you do next, though, um, I know it'll be filled just with just that that sparkly dress confidence that you spoke about there, just going and doing it and making it happen. It's clear that you are a person who's totally driven and, and just up for the challenge and clearly super talented. And, um, yeah, I think... You're awesome. So thanks so much for coming on the Bro and the Brief. Well, I feel exactly the same way about you. Thank you so much for having me on. It's been so much fun. Like genuinely. I had such a lovely morning. Thank you so much. Oh, you're so welcome. You can come back anytime. Let's have a bozy, a virtual one. Is that possible? <laughs> virtual bozy. <laughs> I hope you enjoyed today's episode of the Bro and the Brief, a podcast about people and their passions. Join us next time for more insight and inspiration from my wonderful guests. Bye for now.